Hello, welcome to Jimmo Memo. Today's um, episode is on the extract blackthorn. I, in my practice, when I meet a client recovering from a long illness or surgery, one where they need some restoring to their energy, this one extract is the one that comes to mind. I'm Lauren Hubele. I'm a health coach and gemotherapy expert. And I'm here with two extremely wise and knowledgeable colleagues, um, herbalist Terry Brooks. Terry, would you like to say hello? Hello, everyone. Nice to see you all today. I'm uh, particularly interested in using common plants and trees in treating acute minor health problems and teaching other people how to do that also. Thanks, Terry. And Megan. Hi, I'm Lauren. My Japanese acupuncture and body work here in the Midwest of the United States. Wonderful. Good to have you, Megan. So today we're going to take a look at this extract blackthorn. Um, Terry, uh, that's something that I think a lot of folks from America may not be familiar with this plant. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Sure. You will hear me refer to most of these plants with their Latin genus and species name. And I think that's really important because every plant has a common name, which is common to other places in the world, but it may not be the same common name. So in order to know that we're talking about the same plant, I would like to refer to this one as Prunus spinosa. And the Prunus or the Prunus genus is within the Roseaceae family. So the rose family it has about 2,500 species in this family. It's enormous. And it includes hawthorn, almond, mountain ash, raspberries, blackberries, cherries, peaches, plums, roses, and so on. Um, the blackthorn itself is considered to be a shrub growing six to 10 feet tall. It is native to Europe and Asia, Northwestern Africa, but it's hardy to grow hardy to zone four. I have not found it in my area, but I'm sure it must be here somewhere. It is used historically to border fields. So it, um, it's very similar to Hawthorne in that it has white blooms, five petaled flowers. But the thing that's particular to this species is that the flowers appear before the leaves. So if you're unsure if it's Hawthorne or or blackthorn, this one blooms before it leaves out. It lives only about a hundred years and it has um, black twigs and long thorns. They can be several inches long. And I've, I've made note of the fact that there is some particular bacteria on that thorn that when piercing the skin can actually cause a lot of problems if it's not addressed right away. Is there any interesting folklore having to do with blackthorn? This, this plant, again, has a lot of folklore. It's very revered by the Celts. It's called the mother of the wood. It is part of their Oum alphabet, which is a secret Druid alphabet. And it has a calendar letter for each of the plants of the year, as well as a couple extra ones added. And this happens to be one of the extra ones. It's added right around what they would call Samhain, or for us it would be Halloween, the end of the fall, beginning of winter. It's a Gaelic seasonal festival. 
this plant is depicted in many European fairy tales as a plant of ill omen. In fact, it has the most sinister reputation in Celtic lore. The sacred to the dark crone aspect of the triple goddess, which is referred to as maiden, mother, and crone. They say it is the increaser and keeper of dark secrets that are linked with warfare, wounding, and death. And so there's even weapons. The Irish um, shillelagh or cudgel is a fighting stick, usually made from blackthorn. I find this tree really so fascinating because there's this big theme of life, death, and protection throughout the myth, everything to do with it. It was um, this, this tree that surrounded Sleeping Beauty's castle, for instance, that made the impenetrable thicket. And those thickets are really particularly good for small animals and birds as habitat. It protects them, for instance. This is also one of many trees that is thought to have formed the thorny crown for Christ's crucifixion. So there's goes all the way back there. And in Celtic lore, it even has its own fairy tribe, which is not always this case, called the Lunantishes, who protects the tree and will not allow it to be cut down. Wow. Wow. Really interesting. What about the potential of this plant as an extract? Well, it's been used throughout history to clean the blood and disperse toxins, to clear up skin issues and stimulate the metabolism. It's rich in tannins, which are always an astringent. That means it tones the membranes, especially the mucous membranes. It contains some chemical constituents like quercetin that will help with allergies and, and inflammation, and camphorol, which has been shown to reduce the risk of many diseases including some cancers and heart disease. It has very high nutritional value. It's high in vitamin C, E, potassium, magnesium, calcium, and organic acids like tannic acid and malic acid. In, um, in the plant, this, these destabilize, destabilize the bacteria by rupturing the outer cell membranes. So, but looking at that life, death, and protection theme of this plant, I see it in several ways. We have life, we're living, until a disease state kind of causes us to turn to antibiotics in modern medicine. Antibiotic itself means against life, so there we have the death theme, the death to the microbe. And usage of blackthorn gemmo after antibiotics or vaccine fulfills the protection part of this theme. Also metaphorically, we see the flowers appearing before the leaves, so it marks winter's end, which is the beginning of life again. The fruits are what we call slow, that makes slow gin, actually, in historical references. These dark colored fruits mark winter's beginning, coming at the end of October, beginning of November, which is death to most above ground parts of all plants. And then the long thorns, provide not only the plant its protection, but again, as I referenced, the birds and the mammals that use it for habitat and the boundaries of property. I think it's very fascinating that the poor, the serfs, use this to border their land to keep their animals in from escaping to someone else's land where it could be claimed as that person's. And the gentry use these plants to keep people out of their land. <laughs> Interesting. Wow. 
Well, Terry, to continue on on that theme, because that's really interesting, it, it kind of triggered some thoughts in my mind of the life and protection and, and death, because in my practice, I use Blackthorn for all ages and all times. I've used Blackthorn for premature babies. Um, I've used Blackthorn, um, as I mentioned, often for restoring at times of sickness and offering protection there, but then also at the, towards the end of life. And it's very helpful because it has so many diverse actions to support degenerating aging organs. So I think that theme continues on with the gemotherapy extract. The, the, the primary action of Blackthorn, although there are many, many actions, is its work as a tonic for the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis, for the HPA axis. In that work, what it does is it provides energy that harmonizes mental and physical development. So at different times of life, particularly you know, in young children or in adolescents, or as we're um, aging, it stimulates the action of immune cells, primarily in the recovery state. You would not use Blackthorn in an active acute stage. This is in the recovery part. It harmonizes the synthesis of hormones and it regulates fluids in the intestines. So it actually improves the motility of stool, which supports our whole premise of optimizing elimination to restore immunity with our work with chemotherapy. Now, in addition to all that, it still has more actions, secondary actions. It's a diuretic, helping with the elimination of urine. It is an excellent antioxidant, reducing free radicals in the brain, which then in turn improve mood. And a very interesting um, action that I've been using um, recently in my practice is it reduces inflammation in the eyes. So if people are experiencing spots in their eyes, in their vision, Blackthorn can be very useful too. So when you think about who might use Blackthorn, we've talked about the acute. You bring this in at that convalescent stage, whether it's physical or mental stamina that's been lost, it restores that strength again. I was just nursing uh, uh, my sweet daughter um, out of a surgery last week and Blackthorn was the first extract she had coming out of that surgery, clearing the medications and the toxins um, involved in those and restoring her strength. Um, we also use it in microdoses to harmonize the nervous system in, um, for those experiencing mental and physical exhaustion on a chronic level. This is particularly good um, in aging adults. And then I often use it to optimize elimination because it's useful for all stool types using the Bristol stool chart and really for all levels of vitality. So as you can see, this, this extract um, has many diverse uses. It often comes up in my practice. I, I don't think a day passes that I'm not suggesting Blackthorn to at least a client or two. So Megan, when we flip this to the Asian medicine lens, what are we going to see? 
Yeah, Lauren and Terry. So when we talk about the cycle of life and the diversity of blackthorn, that is very congruent with how I see this extract also. Uh, from an Asian medical perspective, blackthorn is a kidney chi tonic. And if we go back and we look at the nature of chi, it's transformation and change. Well, all of us are in some way transforming. We're, we're growing as children, we're reproducing, we're developing, we're declining as we age. All of that is controlled by kidney chi. When our chi is abundant and flowing, and smooth, remember that we move through both internal and external transformation with relative ease. So what does uh, the system look like when it's asking for kidney chi support? Remember, kidney is the most congenital or most ancestral energy in the body. It controls the development of the body and the mind. It supports us through our life and our body transitions. Again, growth, puberty, reproduction, and then it declines as we age. So it's relevant at every one of those stages. What we might think of kidney chi as linked to our genetics or our DNA, it's sort of the most congenital and root chi that we have. And the meridian most closely aligned with the brain and the adrenals. Uh, kidney functions sort of as a savings account in the body. In Asian medicine, uh, we define chi as having two sources. We have prenatal chi, which is our kidney chi. That is the chi that we inherit. That is our genetics. That is our DNA. It's our kidney chi. It's what we arrive with when we're born. And then we have what we call our postnatal chi. Our postnatal chi is the chi that we're creating from food and fluids and air that we breathe. It's what we're doing constantly. And we're making and refreshing our postnatal chi all of the time. So when our ability to make our postnatal chi or our chi from food and fluids and air is compromised from stress or from weakened digestion or from the aging process or an unhealthy lifestyle, the system that we'll tap into is kidney. It's our reserves. It's our chi reserves. And then we also know that kidney has to do with fluid metabolism. It filters all the fluids in the body, so it acts as a diuretic, resolving edema, and helping the body to remove toxins. Uh, if you would like more information about how Asian medicine looks at health in the body, you might wanna go back and listen to the first episode of our podcast, General Memo, where we do a brief overview of Asian medical philosophy. Wonderful. And if we want more information about your practice and your work, Megan, where would people go? Yeah, you can access my website at aculemp.com, A-C-U-L-E-M-P.com. Beautiful. And if you're looking to learn more about gemotherapy, whether it's classes or books or blog posts, take a look at laurenhubelay.com. And Terry, any book suggestions today? So many, I can't. <laughs> um, if you're really interested in the Druidic or Celtic lore, the person to look for is Ellen Everett Hopman. And she has many books. One is, I believe, Tree Medicine, Tree Magic. Wonderful. I want to go check that out. Mm. 
Okay, ladies, wonderful session today. Thanks so much for sharing your wisdom with everyone. And I look forward to our next episode. Thank you.